You're listening to Aubrey CD Speaks, where truth is spoken for your freedom. Hello, hello. You are listening to Aubrey CD Speaks. On this episode, I am doing the part two of Abide in My Love. Now, this would have been recorded uh, and published um, about a week ago, but as in the words of Gandalf the Grey, I was delayed. Now, um, if you don't know who Gandalf the Grey is, let me elaborate a little bit just to help you and to show you how much of a nerd and geek I am. Uh, Gandalf the Grey is a wizard from The Lord of the Rings by J.R.R. Tolkien. And uh, it's a wonderful, they're wonderful books. Um, I really like the movies. <laughs> my, my, my family and I are a bit crazy about them. I was homeschooled. And so you better believe that that was all a part of it. Um, and so, yes, quoting movies, especially uh, movies that are from books and um, are awesome movies uh, like Lord of the Rings is very common for me and will come out um, just as easily as scripture sometimes. Um, so, <laughs> without further ado, this is the second part of Abide in My Love. And uh, if you have not heard part one of Abide in My Love, um, you can go back and listen to it. But this is the same, it's on the same route, but it is slightly separate to part one of this episode um, because of what I'm going to be talking about. But they're, they're co-related um, as well because I'm going to be using some of the same chapters that I did and in um, part one of I Bide in My Love, which is, you know, 14, 15, 16 of the book of John. Um, but we're going to, um, we're going to talk about the Holy Spirit, or Holy Spirit, um, Holy Ghost, um, however you want to um, say or define. Um, but it's a Holy Spirit. It, he is um, Emmanuel. Um, as Isaiah put it, God with us. Holy Spirit um, is a vital part of the triune Godhead of, of, of the Trinity, which is God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Yeah, we could elaborate on all of this and go into, you know, all kinds of things. I'm not going to because that's not what this is about. This is about Holy Spirit. This is about why it's important to abide in His love and Holy Spirit, like there's with Holy Spirit, uh, how abiding in his love involves Holy Spirit in, in our lives. And um, I know that there are discussions about whether or not Holy Spirit is still in existence, about how signs and wonders do they, you know, even happen, yada, yada, yada. I'm not even going to get into all of that. I am talking about Holy Spirit and abiding in the love of the Father. And, and about Jesus and why it was so important. Uh, why Holy Spirit was so important to Jesus. I mean, goodness. He even says, uh, he even said one time, you know, I'm going to put it in our words, you could diss the Father 
You could diss me, but don't you dare speak against the Holy Spirit. Don't you dare blaspheme, you know, the Holy Spirit. And that's like mocking, making fun of, saying a holy that something isn't the Holy Spirit. Jesus said that that is unforgivable. Like there are so many things, so many sins in this world, uh, so many things that we can choose to do that is against God's law. But when it comes to blaspheming the Holy Spirit, when it comes to um, disrespecting Holy Spirit, Jesus says that is unforgivable. Like there is nothing that you can do to uh, remove that. And of course he was speaking to those who should understand uh, who Holy Spirit is. And, and, you know, he was talking to the Pharisees, you know, he was talking to the priests. He was talking about those who should have an understanding spiritually about what Holy Spirit is, because so often, even in the Old Testament, they talk about Holy Spirit and how the Spirit of, of God came upon uh, someone and, and things happened or things were done, or they were able to lead the children of Israel properly. Um, or they were able to do the thing that God said would be done had someone had prophesied or even God himself had told someone something was going to be done and Holy Spirit came upon a person so that it could be done. So Holy Spirit is, is, is vitally important. I mean, Holy Spirit, uh, uh, hovered among the waters of the deep and God said, and things happen. It was Holy Spirit, you know, manifest the word of God. So Holy Spirit is not, is, 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 is the Holy Spirit is the spirit of God and is the manifest. And he brings about the, when God speaks, he brings about the manifestation or the, the understanding, the knowledge of, you know, um, so Holy Spirit is, uh, important and deeply vital in a person that is born again. And so, uh, as you can see, I'm speaking to those that are born again. Um, Holy Spirit is vital, is very important uh, to those, to believers in Christ, um, to believers in Jesus. Um, and we should never, ever, ever um, overcomplicate him. And we should never, ever, ever, um, uh, you know... Uh, push what he's doing aside or diss him or disregard him or uh, mock him or um, you, we should just be very careful when it comes to things of the Holy Spirit. And and I'm going to talk today about how important he is when it comes to abiding and when Jesus says abide in my love and why Jesus talks about him in these chapters. So um, to um, to re-elaborate, I guess, a little bit more from, um, the first part, uh, I took abide in my love from, uh, John 15, nine, where Jesus says, as the father loved me, I also have loved you abide in my love. And, um, and how it isn't, you know, I talked in the first part, how important it is uh, to understand what it means to abide, to abide in the father, to abide in his love to remain in it and what it means to dwell in it and, and the freedom. I mean, there's freedom that comes from it. Whenever, whenever the Lord does something or there's a revelation or a breakthrough, or you just spend time in his presence, there should always be some type of manifestation of it, evidence of it. And you, and, and it's, it's, I'm not saying that as you have to have it. I'm saying like, um, 
it there is simply um, evidence of you abiding in his love and spending time with him and being with him. Um, just as in, you know, scripture, it says, you know, don't be fooled. Bad company corrupts good morals. Uh, it, it's true. You know, when you spend time with those who, um, who would be labeled as bad company, who, um, who have, you know, those have no problem in sin, dwelling in sin, who, uh, have bad morals, who, um, um, completely rebel against God and the, you know, and the laws of God, um, and, and what it's mean by company is like really spending time with them and being amongst them and having a, a kind of friendship with them that, um, contradicts your beliefs and your convictions. Um, it can corrupt you. It can bring about, um, a manifestation of spending time with them. So just just as uh, like a good kid hanging around uh, those who willfully rebel against what they know is right can create that a manifestation in that good kid's life that wasn't there before. And that kid can become just as they are rebellious and uh, disobedient and lawbreakers. Uh, so it can also, when you are with Holy Spirit and you are, and you abide in the Father's love or you spend time with the Father, so it also manifests the things of the Father in your life. Um, and, uh, and some of that is freedom, the knowledge of the Word of God, um, uh, understanding that in your weakness, there's strength in him. You rely on him and you rely on his strength and how the, because of that, the grace of God is on your life and you're walking in righteousness and holiness and purpose and, um, and joy, just the joy and the pleasure of knowing that, um, that he has you, that, uh, you can trust in him. There is so much freedom that comes from that. And, uh, and with that, just the joy and the openness of life. So, um, so abiding with him, uh, brings about, um, an obvious, um, manifestation, you could say, of the father in a person's life. Um, the very things that, you know, a lot of church, you know, push, you must be holy. You must be like this. You must be like that. You must look like this and you must, um, uh, put off you know, evidences of A, B, and C in order to be called a worthy Christian. And if you don't, you must beat yourself into that. Um, you know, it, it doesn't even, like I said in that, that first episode, it doesn't even have to be that hard. It's so simple, you know, uh, being with him and, 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 uh, manifesting a holy life, a righteous life, a life, uh, of purity, a life of devotion, a life of purpose, a life of freedom, a life of joy, uh, and how, um, preaching the gospel can so easily come out of you and scripture can flow out of you, um, so easily. Um, it's simply being with him and abiding with him and keeping yourself open to him and the presence of Holy Spirit and Holy Spirit in your life. Because, um, and I'm going to elaborate that because of what, uh, Jesus actually explains here in uh, some verses in these chapters, chapters 14, 15, and 16 of the book of John, he explains the uh, importance of uh, 
what he's going to do and what will be done so that we um, can have um, that manifestation in our life and the ability to abide in his love. And that ability to abide in his love comes from the manifestation of Holy Spirit in our lives. Now, um, I'm going to, I'm going to uh, uh, set, set what I said again, um, just to elaborate and give some evidence to you through John 15 verse 4, where Jesus says, Abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. And so Jesus um, explains a little bit more of what he means by that. Let's see, also in the same chapter, later on in verse 26, he says, But when the Helper comes, whom I shall send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, he will testify of me. That is the Holy Spirit, who he's talking about, the Spirit of Truth. That is Holy Spirit. Um, and um, you can't differentiate one from the other. You can't separate and say, oh, no, it's it's something else. No, it's, it's, it's Holy Spirit. It's definitely Holy Spirit there. Okay, now I'm going to go to... And we need Holy Spirit. You know what? We need Holy Spirit. Um to help us. You know, Jesus says he's sending the helper, um, who's going, um, he's sending him from the father, the spirit of truth. Um, and, and he specifically says he proceeds from the father and Holy spirit, the spirit of truth is going to testify of all the things of Jesus. Um, he will, he will glorify the father and the son and will always glorify the father and the son. Everything that he does, everything that Holy Spirit speaks is truth and brings glory and honor to the Father and the Son. So God the Father and Jesus. Always, always, always. And that's something that, um, you know, for those that are not too sure what Holy Spirit will do and have heard all kinds of nuttiness about Holy Spirit and whether Holy Spirit's still here and is with us and all this stuff. Um, Holy Spirit will only glorify the Father and the Son. Only, only, only. And all he does and all he says is truth and will always glorify the Father. And that's how you know whether, you know, someone speaking through Holy Spirit, you know, Holy Spirit speaking through somebody um, or if something's going on and, um, you know, around you and people say it's Holy Spirit, you'll know because it will, it will glorify the father. So if somebody is laughing and celebrating just the freedom and revelation that they've had in their life because Holy Spirit has revealed something to them, or there's, a um, uh, there's been breakthrough in their life and there is so much joy in that person. That person is glorifying the father. That person is glorifying Jesus and thanking Jesus. And if they're going through, then what is, you know, who cares how it looks if their eyes, um, are on Jesus and they're voicing out just the, just, just, just the glory of God. Okay. So there you go. That's just a piece of 
just just a little piece for you. Now I'm going to go to John 14. I'm going to read these in the NIV uh, mainly because my Bible app is currently on the NIV. And I'm just not going to change it right now. <laughs> so John 14, and I'm going to start at verse 6, where Jesus answered and said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really know me, you will know my Father as well. From, from now on, you do know him and have seen him. And then Philip says, Lord, show us the Father, and that will be enough for us. And Jesus answered, Do you not know me, Philip, even after I have been among you such a long time? Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and that the Father is in me? The words I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority. Rather, it is the Father living in me who is doing his work. Believe me when I say that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or at least believe on the evidence of the works themselves. Very truly I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing, and they will do even greater things than these, because I am going to the Father. And I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. Verse 15. If you love me and keep my commands... And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and to be with you forever, the Spirit of Truth. The word cannot, the world cannot accept him, because it neither sees him nor knows him. But if you know him, for he lives with you and will, but you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you, but bef uh, before long, the world will not see me anymore, but you will see me. Because I live, you will also live. On that day, you will realize that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. Whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. The one who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love them and show myself to them. Now, um, I'm going to go down to verse 25. Let's see, and it says, All this I have spoken while still with you. But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. You heard me say, I am going away and I am coming back to you. If you loved me, you would be glad that I am going to the Father, for the Father is greater than I. I have told you now before it happens, so that when it does happen, you will believe. I will not say much more to you, for the prince of this world is coming. He has no hold over me, but he comes so that the world may learn that I love the Father and do exactly what my Father has commanded me. So, here he's talking to his disciples and he's telling them that, you know, for one thing, he and his Father are one. Okay? I'm my Father and my Father is in me. And he speaks 
um, not of his own authority, but what the Father speaks. And he also talks about how um, he's going away, but the Advocate, the Helper, the Spirit of Truth, the Holy Spirit, what is coming to, to, to be with them, and and he will speak the words of truth, and um, and he will speak of him, okay, and he will give him glory. These words that Jesus talks about, he's talking at the same time about abiding in him and abiding in the Father. And so I want, what I want you to understand is all of this, the Holy Spirit, all comes in together and is one with all of this. Um, and even when Jesus speaks about, you know, I'm not speaking of my own authority, I'm speaking of my Father's. And my Father is with me and he's in me. And it's, it's all Holy Spirit. It's Holy Spirit and his understanding and his knowledge of his Father and being with his Father and having faith in his Father and faith in his Word. Because you have to remember that Jesus right now um, has come from heaven to earth and he is... 100% human. He is man. Okay. He is God and man. Yes, but he is 100% human. And even Jesus needed the leading of the Holy Spirit and, uh, while and the ministry of the Holy Spirit while he was here on earth. Um, when Jesus was baptized, you know, um, and he went in the water and he came out of the water and he was coming out um, and he was showing that he's no longer being that, that young man carpenter from Nazareth, but he's coming out to be the Messiah, to be the son of God, to, um, to go and be about his father's business, to do the will of the father. And, and, and John says that he saw, um, the heavens open and, and the spirit of God descend on him like a dove. He's coming, um, he he even had Holy Spirit come and descend upon him, and he walks he walks in it and the authority of it and the power that is manifested with it, you know. And he's like, so you know, even if you aren't even sure about all this is going on, at least believe because of what has happened, you know. And it it um, having Holy Spirit and abiding in Him. Is also like an extension of having the, it's, it's, a, it's an extension. It's having the father with you. It's having the father with you. It's having the word, uh, of truth. It's having the word of God who, according to the book of John in the first chapter, that the word of God is Jesus. Um, and so you have, you have the word of God, living, active word of God, um, uh, being, uh, put inside you, built inside you, growing inside you, strengthening you, uh, helping you through, giving you peace, speaking to you, glorifying the son and, and glorifying the father. Um, so that not, so as according to Jesus, you can do not only the th great things that he did and even speak the words of the father with the same authority he did, but do greater things. Okay. So, um, abiding with, abiding with, Abiding in his love, okay? Abiding in his love um, is a, can be deeper and uh, stronger with Holy Spirit. You need Holy Spirit to abide in his love. And, um, and it's something that uh, I really believe that Jesus is trying to reveal to his disciples even here. You need Holy Spirit. He needs to, 
he needs to do the will of the Father. He needs to go to the cross. He needs to be dead for three days and ascend, uh, um, and uh, and then later ascend to the Father and be at the right hand of God, so that Holy Spirit can be here. Um, in order to abide in His love, in order to do the will of the Father, as as Jesus, um, He sacrificed everything. And put his faith and trust in the word of God. Um, that God would not leave him dead, but would bring him, uh, would resurrect him. Because, you know, Jesus was sinless and perfect. So death could not hold him because he was sinless. He died for our sins. He died to take our place. But death couldn't hold him because he was sinless. And so he put his faith and trust in the word of God that sin could not hold him and that death could not hold him. Um, and, and that he wouldn't stay dead, that he would be resurrected by the power of God. Um, the spirit of God that, that, uh, resurrected Jesus, that brought Jesus back from the dead, um, according to the word lives in us. So this, the very, um, spirit that, um, was with Jesus, um, in order for him to minister to, not only the children of Israel, but to the Gentiles, um, that the signs and wonders manifested, that the word of God, like, um, was in him with such power, uh, and authority. It came from Holy Spirit. Um, and, and he manifested and he did the will of the father and he was with the father and the father was with him because Holy Spirit was with him. That's what he means. I and the father are one. He is with me. Holy Spirit is with him. Holy Spirit is the very presence of God. And, and, and Jesus was the perfect example for believers in Christ on what it means to be with the Father, dwell with the Father, while even on this earth, walk in power and authority, um, understanding who we are and uh, who we are as sons and daughters of God and as co-heirs with Christ. Um, so, um, it's vitally, vitally important to understand that in order to abide in his love, we have to be open to Holy Spirit. We have to be open to, uh, who Holy Spirit is and, and the will of Holy Spirit and what Holy Spirit does and, um, not, uh, to give him, um, not to tie him off and say, you know what, I can only handle so much. Or, um, I don't know if this will be accepted by the other people at church or by my friends. Or, you know, um, um, Jesus Jesus never told Holy Spirit. Jesus never said here in, in, in any scripture that I have read to you so far that, um, that um, ever so often, you know, curb Holy Spirit and make sure that he doesn't do anything wild. You know, um, he said that I and the Father are one and the Father is with me and I'm going to go to heaven so that, so that the helper, so that Holy Spirit, so that can be with you, so that you may be one for, with the Father and so that you may be one with me. So to be one, even with Jesus, we have to understand uh, and be open to Holy Spirit and, and the will of Holy Spirit and what Holy Spirit does and the, the very uh, Spirit of God in us, living in us, um, and, um, and being that strength in our lives. Um, 
in order to do the will of the Father. Okay. I don't so much want to go into chapter 15, but I do want to go into chapter 16. Where, um, I mean, chapter 15, he's talking about, you know, um, I am the vine, you are the branches, and, and elaborating in staying with him and being with him and abiding with him and remaining um, with him and, 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 uh, and, and understanding that remaining with him and being with him and being a part of him does mean that, um, there will be those that won't have, don't want anything to do with you. Um, and he talks about it some more in 16, but he, he ends that chapter, chapter 15 with verse 26, talking about, um, or 26 and what is it? 27 also 26. And 27, yeah, when he says the advocate comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth, who goes out from the Father, he will testify about me, and you also must testify, for you have been with me from the beginning. So he's telling them, you know, don't, you, you tell everybody about about me, but Holy Spirit's also going to testify about me. Um, but in chapter 16, you know, um, he warns them about what they're going to do, bring them to the synagogue, and persecute them because uh, they have not known the Father or me. Uh, verse 7, uh, chapter 16, verse 7, where he says, But very truly I tell you, it is for your good that I am going away. Unless I go away, the Advocate will come, will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. When he comes, he will prove the world to be in the wrong. He will prove the world to be in the wrong about sin and righteousness and judgment. About sin, because people do not believe in me. About righteousness, because I am going to the Father where you can, where you can see me no longer. And about judgment, because the prince of this world now stands condemned. And he, uh, he says, I have much more to say to you, more than you can now bear. But when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all the truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears, and he will tell you what is yet to come. He will glorify me because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known to you. All that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I said the Spirit will, re the Spirit will receive from me what he will make known to you. I think that really does solidify uh all that Jesus was saying, even in 14 and 15, when he brings in the, um, the fact that Holy Spirit will be with him, with them and will testify of him, um, and to remind them to be with him, to obey his commands, to abide with him and, um, and to continue to know him because, uh, Holy Spirit's going to come and he's going to be with them so that, uh, Jesus will remain uh, with them and abiding with them and God will abide with them and be with them and manifest um, manifest the Father in their lives. And um, just bring, even, it just, just manifest the evidence of that they are born again. There's like a stamp of evidence that comes through Holy Spirit. And, uh, and being with him and abiding with him and taking time with him. Because if Jesus didn't leave, then then I, I really believe um, 
that we wouldn't there wouldn't be an understanding of of having faith in God and um and trusting in the way that we have to have uh knowing that he's ascended to the father and knowing that there are those in this world that ridicule us for believing on Jesus and believing on Holy Spirit and believing on God the Father and um and saying that we have knowledge of him and that there is evidence of it in our lives and and the miracle signs and wonders that follow the the preaching of the gospel even um I do believe that that a lot of that we wouldn't really have a true understanding of and we wouldn't really be able to stand in faith on um if um if uh, if Jesus was just here on earth just always and there wasn't that you know what what he ended up having to himself stand in faith for um because it would be so easy you know, it would be so easy to have faith in his word and to abide with him because he's right there physically there like um, like a child uh, abides with his, their parents. You know, they're right there. They're physically there. Um, there's no question that they will be loved and they will hear their parents' words and they will be instructed and there will be a uh, routine and demand of routine, you know, even. And uh and it would be so easy. It would be so easy for us to believe on him um, with him right here. You know, um, there would be no no question of his, you know, existence because he, he'd be right here with us. Um, and so it's, um, it, it's a pretty big deal to, for us now, you know, to um, believe on Jesus and to have faith on him and his word and what he did, um, for us so many years ago, uh, so that we may be free. Um, it takes, it takes, um, it takes faith and, and, and I, I like something that, uh, I like something that my pastor said, um, when he talked about, uh, his, he talked, he was talking about faith and having faith, and Jesus how t- Jesus said, you know, you have to have faith of a mustard seed. Um, you can tell a mountain to move. And and if you've ever seen a, mountain, a mustard seed, it's, it's a very small amount. And, uh, you know, and I've heard preaching growing up, I've, I've heard preaching about this and about having faith as a mustard seed and stuff. And a lot of preachers talking about, you know, that that's just, a, just such a small little amount, minuscule amount of faith. And we can do that. We can do this. We can have that kind of faith, that little bitty faith, that little bitty faith of a mustard seed can make that mountain move. It's it's small. We don't need that much. And and preaching it like that, like it's small. Jesus said, it's small. We don't need that much of faith. We can do this. And and my pastor was talking about, it. if this is your first time hearing um, any of my episodes, my pastor that I talk about, um is uh, Pastor Cletus Adrian of Deliverance Bible Church in Hearst, Texas. Uh, we've had revival since 2016. We have been in the midst of revival. We're in the second wave of revival now. Um, and um, if you're interested, uh, you can uh, see his, you can uh, see um, some of their radio show episodes 
and hear his preaching and some other things that are going on um, on YouTube, uh, just put in Pastor Cletus and uh, you'll see his, um, his uh, um, you can subscribe there at his, his uh, site. Um, you can also follow them on uh, Instagram, for Revival and Souls, as well as Twitter, Revival and Souls, and DBC Hearst. And I do believe Pastor Cletus still has um, one there as well. Um, that just that's just Pastor Cletus. Um, so you can follow and uh, you know look and like and listen. Uh, he has a. Um, a podcast on, you know, iTunes and just about whatever, you know, wherever iTunes goes to whatever pla other platform, podcast platforms. Um, and, uh, let's see, I do believe that's under Pastor Cletus. And let me check that real quick. Just, just to be a hundred percent positive. Um, cause I don't want you to go looking for it and you say, oh, I can't find it. Um, I want to make sure it's under, oh, it's under revival and souls. Um, revival and then the and sign souls, um, on iTunes podcast. And like I said, everywhere else that iTunes podcast, you know, shares uh, the other podcasting platforms is, is available. Um, so there, um, uh, if you want to visit Deliverance Bible Church, uh, it's located at 310 West Pipeline Road, Hearst, Texas, 76053. Uh, we usually have meetings on Sundays at 2 p.m. I would uh, follow on uh, social media um, just to uh, just to stay in the know of of what we're doing um, or if the time changes. We flow with Holy Spirit here. So um, I would suggest you follow uh, somewhere so that you can make sure that you, you know you're there when doors open. Okay, so <laughs> after that side note, um, I really, I really liked what my pastor uh, was uh, explaining about, you know, how through the years we hear, oh, you just need a little bit of faith, and we can do that. We can, we can make that happen. Just a faith of a mustard seed. But with when Jesus was talking about having that kind of faith, he was talking about how minuscule that amount is compared to like this big amount of faith and we have such little faith. Um, and yeah, it can accomplish some great things, but it's so small, you know, it's such, it's such a little amount of faith and it's not a, um, we can do it because we can't do, you know, anything we do without faith is sin. And, uh, and scripture says that, and, um, and we can't do any of those things on our own, any great things. We can't, we can't say we have faith on our own and make faith and make things happen um, because we produced faith on our own. None of that is on our own. It's completely um, from him and nothing can be done or accomplished through him unless it's through him. Um, so um, it, it, we shouldn't look at it as in, we only need that little bit of faith. Come on, we can do it and we can move mountains. It should be more of, you know, uh, um, how small a faith, you know, that can accomplish. And, and, you know, here we're only producing that little bit of faith in order to see, you know, 
you know, those things done. And how can you imagine how much more if we put our faith so much more trust uh, of our trust and hope in him, so many more things can be done and seen through him and in, in faith of that he's going to do what he actually says he's going to do. And he will accomplish exactly what he said he's going to accomplish in his word. Um, so much more can be done. There's so many more things that can happen that can be accomplished. Um, but here we only have a mustard seed amount of faith. Here we only have that much um, to move a mountain. And so much, you know, we could have so much more. And, and it's so true. Um, it, it really, it really, I sat on it for a while because I was like, that is, that is so true. I've, for years, I've heard this wrong. Um, we need so much more and, and it can only come from him. We're not doing it on our own. We're not producing faith on our own. We need him. We need him so much. We need him like breath is in our lungs. We need him like the blood that's flowing through our veins. We need him um, for our existence. We need him to live. We, uh, we need him in order to live is what I mean. We need him um, in order to get for us to get through our daily life and, um, and be more than a conqueror through him. We need him. We are so weak. Um, we are so small. Our lifespan is so minuscule to the bigness and the greatness and eternity, um, with God that, um, we need to understand that we need so much more of him and we need to understand the power that comes from abiding in him and abiding in his love and understanding what it means to need Holy Spirit. We need Holy Spirit in our lives um, in order to um, flow and move and accomplish and conquer and win and have victory and have freedom in our lives. And just to have a greater understanding of who we are as children of God and who God is as our father and who Jesus is and what he did on the cross for us, all that he did for us, cross, um, paying the punishment, resurrection, like all these things that he did for us so that, uh, we may glorify the father and, and, and the father may be with us and know us and we may be transformed to become the very, the very humans um, that God originally created mankind to be. And, um, and to be ever closer to, um, to him, you know, our very existence is for him. And, um, and we need to understand, we need to have that kind of understanding as we exist to be loved by him and we exist to know his love. We exist to know him. We exist to be his children. We exist, um, especially now on this earth, but you know, you know, all that's going on, we exist um, to bring others, um, uh, into the understanding to help be that, that flame of life 
for others who are dead in their trespasses and sin. We exist to um, walk in the authority that Holy Spirit gives us through Jesus Christ and what Jesus Christ did for us. And and as uh, adopted children, sons and daughters of God, um, in order to walk through this world and walk through this life in that so that others may believe, so that others may come to him, so that others may be free, so that others may, may know who they truly are. And it's not an obligation. It's not a chore to exist in this type of um, knowledge of him and, and beingness. It's a absolute uh, pleasure to uh to live this life and to have the honor of his the honor of his love and the wow factor that it it brings every day and if we abide in his love through holy spirit um we we come to an understanding of how simple it is to to remain in his love to remain in him to walk this life, um, to live holy as he is holy, to be righteous as he is righteous. We, our righteousness are like filthy rags. We need his righteousness even to be called righteous, you know, and, and to have that understanding of, of what that means. We need Holy Spirit. We need Holy Spirit to do the will of the Father, just as Jesus needed Holy Spirit to do the will of the Father. And, and, and things didn't start until... He came to, to John the Baptist and he said, we do this so that, you know, so that thing, everything could be fulfilled, you know, um, and things didn't start and things didn't begin until that moment when he went into the water and came out and Holy Spirit came upon him. Um, so we need to, we need to understand and we know, we need to know, um, especially today that we need Holy Spirit. We absolutely need the manifestation of Holy Spirit in our lives. We need to be open and yielded to Holy Spirit um, to fill us, to be with us, to guide us and lead us, to give us peace in a time of anxiousness and worry and fear. We need him. We need more of him. We need to be in a place where we can't get enough of him. Um, the other day, the eye of the tiger was, uh, it came on, um, um, a list, of, uh, like a playlist, you know, for, um, kids dancing, you know, and, uh, anybody see rocking, you know, you've heard the eye of the tiger and, um, you know, what higher, it, it, I, I was thinking about this and abiding with him and needing Holy Spirit. And that, that song just came up in my, my mind. And the Lord was really talking to me as I was listening to that song. How crazy is that about how, um, about what that song means. It means having that hunger and that drive and that passion to, to do, uh, to fight, to, um, to get out there, to win. And, uh, and we need that. We need like that eye of the tigerness. We need Holy Spirit. You know, we need that hunger and thirst for Holy Spirit in order to have that passion for, um, for the father and for Christ and to do the will of the father. We need Holy Spirit in order to thrive and to move and to exist and to win and to fight. We need 
Holy Spirit, we need to be hungry more and more and more uh, and thirsty more and more and more for him and to have him and to need him like breath in our lungs. We need him in order to continue to abide in the love of the Father uh, and in, in order to continue to do the will of the Father as Jesus did. And so I encourage you, um, if you're in a place in your life where you're like, I feel dry, open yourself up to Holy Spirit. Like right now, I don't care if you're driving, you know, uh, open yourself up and say, I yield to you, Holy Spirit. Anything you want to do, whatever you want to say, however you want to do it, I am open and always and, and just, uh, just give him the green light to do whatever he wants to do in your life. You can't stifle him. You stifle him and you're stifling the power. You're stifling more understanding. You're stifling a deeper revelation of the Father and the Word of God. So don't stifle him. Don't stifle Holy Spirit. Leave him to do all that he wants to do in your life. Make yourself completely open to him. I know it sounds scary. You know, being vulnerable is a scary thing. But when you leave yourself open... You're telling the Father you trust Him in all things. You're telling the Father that you are willing to, to um, be moved by Him, to say what He wants to say, to hear what He wants you to hear. And, and you leave yourself open and in tuned with Him as powerful, can be scary, but powerful, and it gives you so much freedom. So even right now, just tell Holy Spirit, I am open for you um, in, in whatever way you, whatever you want to do in my life and, um, and enjoy his freedom and his light and his love. And um, until next time, be blessed.